Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt, Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. And today we're going to talk about the tongue and the power of the tongue. And James in chapter 3 talks about taming the tongue and the importance of watching our tongue. He talks in verse 5. We're going to talk, if you've never read the chapter, chapter 3 on of James on taming the tongue, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we are going to go... And we're going to look at some of it. It says, The tongue is also a fire, in verse 6, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the negative aspects of the tongue, but we're also going to talk about the positive aspects of the tongue and the fact that our words actually do have power. They have the power to hurt people. They have the power to help people. And that's what our show is going to be mostly about today, to help you to realize the importance of what you say. I think... Vince, probably everybody that you know, that I know, maybe even ourselves, has said something, and the words were no sooner out of our mouth than we wished we hadn't said it. Well, as I was just thinking about that scripture, yes, you're right, but as I was thinking about that scripture, I, I focused in on, he said, with it, that tongue, we, we, we bless God our Father, and with it, we curse men who've been made in the image of God. And then here's the revelation. He says, that ought not be so. That's the command right there. That's what you put faith in. If God says, with this tongue, you use it to bless me and to praise me and to glorify me and to magnify me, he said, then you go and turn around and you speak evil about other people. He says, that doesn't jive. It's like oil and water. That doesn't go, so don't you do that. So basically he's saying, because he says in in Thessalonians, let your speech be seasoned with, with salt or with grace. And we have to be mindful. It, it, it still goes back to what the word of God says. Are we walking by faith in what God says? Or are we walking by the wisdom of man or what our fallen nature, that old sin nature says? So we can use words to, to edify, to build up and not tear down. And again, as students of the scriptures, that has to be a revelation, and you have to constantly hear that and meditate on that and, 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 and do that. you got to start using your words. Remember, you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you got to renew your mind to what he just said about that tongue. 
Use it to bless only, not to curse. Right. And so people will say, well, you know, that's just the way I am. That's just the way I've always been. Or that's just the way our family is. That is not an excuse to continue on in the behavior that we're doing. It is so important to to believe God, to do what God says, not to just have an excuse of why I do what I do, why I say what I say, but to actually agree with God that this is wrong, that this is something that I need to work on. This is something that I need to change in my life. I need to ask God to help me, I think, many more times than people do. But you can do this, and we see it. I see it with people. You know, every once in a while you'll be in the grocery store, you'll see somebody. If you tell your kids that they're no good long enough, pretty soon they're not going to be any good. If you tell your kids they are good at something, then pretty soon they will get better at it because they think, wow, somebody thinks that I'm pretty good at this. And so in all aspects of our life, the words that we use can change people. I, I can still remember, I am not a singer, but I can carry a tune. And I can still remember, I must have been about 10 years old, we're all in the car, our family's in the car, and a song was on the radio, or they were trying to think of a song, and my dad turns and says, do it, Rich, because you, you know music, you can, you can do this. And I still remember that, and it's been a long time since I was 10 years old. And that's the kind of thing... Everybody that's listening, and including you and me, can remember when somebody said something good to us, something nice to us, something positive to us, that we still remember years later. Right, right. Well, well, because our spirits like to hear good things. And again, a lot of people have to grow in the knowledge that, that words are power. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. And the scripture says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Again... I believe we're talking to Christians who want to ignite their faith on fire. Yeah, because if you don't, you don't have to do any of this. Right, right, right. So in order to ignite your faith on fire and get to where God wants you to, you have to not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of that book. And if he tells you death and life is in the power of the tongue, and he says, Jesus said, your words are spirit. And and, and our words are spirit in their life. Our words will produce life or death. They'll produce blessings or cursings. And as we're maturing in the faith, we have to understand that. And then we need to adjust or make those corrections accordingly. If we know we've been using foul language, the scripture all over to say, let no filthy communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification. Well, now you can't just hear that. You got to do that. Also, what was I thinking about? Also, uh, geez, I can't, Remember what I was just going to say. But anyway, you got to just start speaking. Oh, this is what I wanted to say right here. And if you like to curse, do what Jesus did. Remember, you can curse something bad in your life, demonic spirits. Curse those. Use negative words to curse those. You can curse demons, demonic spirits, not people. Don't go cursing your cousin out, saying he's an old demon. (laughs) Oh, he the no. You can curse demons. Jesus cursed the fig tree, and look what happened. And all he did was spoke some negative words over it. You will not. No man will eat from you from this day forward. He cursed the, the demonics, and the demons out of this guy and sent them into a pig. So if you want to use your words, use them to the glory of God. If you want to curse something, curse some demonic spirits, operate in the authority that's been given to you through Jesus. Use those words to, to curse what you need to curse, but not people, and, and use them to bless people. Yeah, it goes back to what 
the, at the last part of that scripture that I read, where it says we use our tongue to praise God, to bless God, but then we use it that same tongue to, to curse, curse people. No, but but you can curse demons. See, he didn't say don't curse, don't use it to curse. Right, but I mean that we that he says then you use that same tongue to curse people, mm-hmm. and we see that every day. I mean. We see it all over the place um, in the Christian community. You see it outside the Christian community. I, I once was talking to a guy, and he said, it must be so nice to be a pastor. And I said, you know, it, it's good. He said, because you only deal with people that don't have problems. Oh, you only Lord. deal with people that all get along. And I thought, this man hasn't spent a lot of time in church because Christians have an issue with their tongue just the same as everybody else. Now, we shouldn't. That's what he says. You do this, but you shouldn't. And this is where we got to transform our mind to realize that God actually is serious about the fact that we aren't to curse each other, that that we're not to bring blessing on him and curses on each other. And the cursing that you bring isn't necessarily cuss words or anything like that. Um, it's just negative words right, right. A curse, that you bring to people. Uh, I, I like to say it like this. Cursing or cussing is not just a four-letter word. Right. It can be any negative speech, any corrupt communication, the Bible calls it. it it's coarse gesturing. It's saying things about somebody. It, it's being humorous on somebody else's behalf. You're joking and you're saying something jokingly about another person and, and they don't like that. Well, you're using your words to, to to demean somebody, jokingly. And the Bible calls that coarse gesturing. And we're not to use our words for that. And if we think about it, words are, we're on the, we all know, this earth is a, considered a word planet. In the beginning, the Bible says, in the beginning was the word. God spoke words to create. And what he spoke words to create were all good. Look around you. Look at the mountains, the waters, everything God created he spoke it so he spoke good things so we're made in his image and his likeness so that's what we're supposed to be speaking we're supposed to be speaking good things because our words just like god said his words did not return void but they accomplished what he sent them out to well because we've been redeemed reconciled and restored now we as we develop that side of us that new nature we can speak good things too and know they'll come to pass just like you were saying with the kid Start speaking good things about your kids instead of negative things and watch those things to come to pass. You still remember a good word that was spoken over you and you were 10 years old and you're what, about 80 now? No. <laughs> Calm down still, now, Vince. Calm down. You still down. remember that. I'm joking. You're not, he's not 80. <laughs> you still remember those good words. So we remember good things and we don't, and we'll remember bad things. If some bad was spoken oh, yeah, over somebody, you. Oh yeah, you can probably remember well, years ago somebody said negative yeah, things. But, but here's the deal too. Here's the revelation concerning that. And, and the Jewish people really have an understanding of this, and I do it because I have understanding of the Word of God. On my children's birthdays, I don't give them a whole lot of stuff, but you know what I give them? The blessing. And the blessing is the spoken word. I lay my hands over my kids and I pronounce, I speak a blessing over them, that they're empowered to prosper and succeed, that everything they put their hands to will prosper, that this year will be a better year than the years before. Jewish people do it all the time. Abraham did it to Isaac. Same with Joseph. That's our pattern. That's what you use words for. And remember, whatever Abraham or Isaac and Jacob spoke over their kids, that's what they got. Remember, was that Isaac and Esau, give me the blessing. Well, all it was was some positive words spoken over him. Right. I'll take that. He didn't give him a whole bunch of gifts. He spoke some positive words over And the other one wanted, give me that same blessing. <laughs> I mean, speak something over me. So we as parents, we as 
children of the Most High God, we have that ability and that authority and that anointing to release words of faith, positive words that produce and that produce a spiritual, a natural, and a physical manifestation. And we have to operate in that. And the same way we bring blessings to God, we need to bring them to people. You're exactly right. You know, this is why, as you were speaking, I was thinking about gossip. This is why gossip is so terrible. This is why God hates gossip. The Bible so much. talks about not gossip, it, and I show that to people in our congregation in the scriptures. You don't. We don't do this anymore. Right? Gossip is a sin worthy of death. He he says in a few different places. And because gossip is so prevalent, because people see it so much, they forget that it's really a big deal, that God really doesn't like gossip. And what is gossip? It is our words. It is our, it it, is. They are negative words that are designed to make somebody else look bad, usually. I am fascinated constantly. Um, don't see this much in our church anymore, because I really talk about it a lot. But you, you can see people where Christians like to gossip is in prayer requests. Pastor, we need to remember Sister So-and-So because I just saw her husband coming out of the bar with another woman. You know, kind of thing. And you guys so, have those type of friends. <laughs> I'm not gossiping. I just The body needs to know. Right, right. So right, we right, can right. pray for Sister So-and-So. Oh, uh, wow. And, you know, so often... You, you are gossiping. Stop so, playing. Stop lying. We're going to cast that lying <laughs> demon out of you, too, while, so, while we're prayer requesting. So, so, I mean, even as Christians, we can gossip in, in our prayer requests. And, and so it is so important that we not tear other people down with our words and to gossip. And the Bible is just so full of scriptures that talks about gossip and not gossiping. And, and Jesus said, come learn of me. You didn't see Jesus. You don't read nowhere in the scriptures where Jesus was gossiping. He didn't say, hey, Peter, do you hear what John was <laughs> right, doing? Right. He didn't do that. So remember, he's our pattern. He's the pattern son. He's our role model. So we need to, he's our example. We need to follow his steps. We need to do what he did. If he didn't gossip, we, but here's the thing, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And I always get on leadership about this, because if you're not telling that to the people, if you're not using your words to communicate that to the people, they won't have faith for, to not gossip. You have to address things like that, like strife and division and all that in the body of Christ. God's not for that, but leaders, shepherd, we're here to lead and guide the sheep. Remember Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? He asked them three times. Peter said, yes, I love you. What did Jesus say? Feed my sheep. Feed them what? Feed them the word of God. Feed them some truth. Feed them James. What's that James chapter what? Feed them that. Tell them, about the, tell them about the tongue, how it's an unruly evil and nothing good come out of it. But because you've been born again, now some good can come out of it because now your hearts are being filled with the truth and the promises of God. And that's what you speak. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe what? We believe the word of God. So that's what we're speaking. If God says, he tells us when we get born again, know ye no man after the flesh anymore. So now we got to see people the way God sees them, not the way we our flesh would like to see them, because our flesh would like to see the worst in everybody. We're going to find something bad about you. But God says, no, I want you guys to see people like I see them. And I see them. The scripture says Jesus looked out at the multitude and had compassion for him. Yeah, we look at the multitude and we <laughs> say, wow, these man. cats are going right to hell. <laughs> no, we, we should have compassion for him. No, we look at the the multitude and say, man, there's a lot of weird looking people in the world today. No, you Jesus know? could have said that. Remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus ran into a whole lot of people that had issues, but he didn't look at them like that. And there's another thing. He didn't hold that against them. The woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. 
the woman with the issue of blood, Brian Barnermez, Lazarus, the little girl. He didn't bring up none of their past. He says, here you go. I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna, and he spoke words over him too. Peace. Go in peace. Oh, if God tells me to go in peace, he just spoke a blessing over me. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go in peace. And peace is wholeness. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's our pattern as Christians. That's what walking by faith, not by sight is. It's walking by what God said in his word. And we got to, I can't get away from this enough. We have to get in God's word and meditate on it and observe to do all that's written in it. Yeah, we got to let it work in us work. to do what we hear. Well, the scripture says in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, the word that you heard from us, you received it. Not as the word of men, but the word from God which works effectively in those who believe. His word will work in you if you just apply it. You know, I think I told you before, um, th there's a joke that I really kind of like. And the pastor preaches a sermon. Everybody comes up to him and says, man, pastor, that was the best sermon we ever heard. That was a really great sermon. Next week, he preaches exactly the same sermon. And people said, you know, it was good. Third week, he does the same thing. And a few people pull him aside and said, you know, the first week, that was like really great. Second week, it was okay. But you know what? You probably ought to move on to something else. And he says... No, when you get this down, then we'll go to something else. I think I was that pastor because I, I get that every Sunday. We teach in series. But it's incredible to me that so many Christian people, we hear something, we say, man, that's good. I really liked hearing that, but we don't want to put it into practice. We don't want to do it. We want to go on to the next. Day. Tell me something else. And we're not that well, interested in doing what it was that we heard. I use this example. Uh, of a student going to school, especially at the universities and at the college level. If you don't pass, get a passing grade in this course, you don't get to move on. And that's what Jesus said, because after every semester, before the semester's over, there's a test. In that test, you got to basically prove you learned the material, meaning you got to do the test and you got to get a passing grade or you don't move on. You'll repeat that course over again. Well, the same thing with God. If you don't, you sh we want something else. He said, no. Remember the children of Israel. Take another lap around the mountain. They went around the same mountain for 40 years. We yeah, got they were spinning big circles out there. Right, today. Right. It doesn't take 40 years to get to Egypt to Israel, yeah, even what, if you're walking. And that's what God's saying about us today. Get this, and then we'll, we'll, move, we'll progress you. But you can go no further until you master this part. Remember, Jesus is the teacher with disciples. Disciples mean your, your learners, your students, your pupils. And we have to listen to the shepherd because God's going to give a, a pastor in your life an anointing to equip and build you up. And if he's going to lead you to the word, and yes, the word of God cuts like a knife, but you got to lay there until we sew you up. <laughs> it's just like a surgeon. When you go into the hospital, the doctor's not just happy to use that scalpel. He's using that scalpel to get to the root of the problem. But he don't leave you open up after the surgery. Well, I fixed it all the way out of here. No, they sew you up, and then you go into what's called recovery. Yeah, the word of God offend. We know Jesus, the scripture said, the word he spoke offended the, Pharisees, the scribes and Pharisees. Yeah, they were offended by, they were basically offended by the truth. But you can't, you better not. That's the last thing you want to do is get offended by the truth. Go ahead and receive it and make the correction and, and go ahead and, and get out of the wilderness. Go on and enter your promised land, whatever that is. So you won't go any further until you apply the word. It's back to being not just a hearer, but a doer. Because he say if you're not if you're not a forgetful hearer, but a doer, you will be what? Blessed in what you do. 
Now, we also know that sometimes people say things that upset other people, and it's all innocent. They had no idea that what they were going to say was going to offend the person. And you see this, I think, pretty commonly, even in the church, outside the church. You see it in families. Somebody says something. They didn't think anything about what they said. They, they weren't trying to be mean. They weren't trying to be spiteful or hurtful. But the person that heard it took it that way. And that happens a lot. And so... You know, the scripture deals with that, that if your brother says something to you and it hurts you or offends you in some way, you are to go to them and speak to them. Unfortunately, what typically happens in the church or in a family or whatever. We're not a doer of that scripture. (laughs) We don't go to the person that offended us. We go go to 20 other people people. that we know will be on our side and tell them what a bum that person is. You know what? And I just had that situation in my congregation and I had to tell people, hey, what does the word says do in this particular situation? And the person said it, says we're supposed to go. I said, did you do that? No, I didn't do that. And again, don't be just a hearer, but a doer. But here's another thing. When you're growing or developing your faith or growing spiritually, the Bible, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. He says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Don't always want to blab off at the mouth. Listen, Jesus always says, hear what the spirit is saying. So listen first before, and I'm learning to do that, Richard, because my faith's on fire and I'm learning to sit and listen before I haul off with some verbiage. Because we like to talk. We want to tell our story first, our part. And I'm learning. I'm learning. I ain't perfected. I'm being perfected. I'm learning to listen first before I respond. Because usually we react. (laughs) Well, most of the time when we're talking to somebody in conversation, rather than really listening to what they're saying, we're planning what we're going to say next and waiting for them to take a breath so we can. And so in our conversations with people, husbands and wives, family, coworkers, or whatever, we really need to listen to what the other person is saying. But I want to go back to, you know, to that issue of when somebody does say something, typically what will happen is when you go to that person and say, you know, when you said this, it really hurt my feelings. Most people say at that point, well, will you forgive me? Because I had no idea that that you would hear that or that's not what I meant. And so that's why it's so important to go to the person because almost every time this has ever happened to me, the person said, man, I'm really sorry because I had no idea that's how you would take it because that's not really what I meant to say. It wasn't my intent to be malicious. But what happens rather than if we don't go to the person and we go to five or 10 or 20 other people who we know will take our side and be offended on our behalf. And, and fuel that flame. And now all of a sudden, man, everybody's upset. And not no, just one person, but numerous people and are upset. those people did just what that scripture in James said. They added their voice, their tongue to it. And that tongue is an unruly evil. Now you're more upset than you were initially because all of Job's friends came and told him. <laughs> well, see, what happens, too, is Why now all happened? those people are all upset on your behalf. Right. I tell people this all the time. If somebody says or does something to you, God can give you the grace to forgive them. Where we really have to be careful is when we take offense for somebody else, because God usually doesn't give us the grace because it didn't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. I talk to people. I know a person that I really talk to a lot about this. They take offense for other people all the time. They'll hear something said, and man... And I say, you know what, one of the reasons why you are having trouble forgetting any of this or forgiving is because it didn't happen to you. And so God's not giving you the grace to get past it because this doesn't have anything to do with you. You should not be upset here. 
And so, you know, they overheard somebody say something or whatever. And we got to be careful. I, I see that happen a lot, especially in the body of Christ. We got to be careful. The Bible says not be a busybody. Mind your own business. Everybody want to be in everybody else's business. And sometimes you have to choose your battles. You got to choose. Well, you only have a few left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to choose your <laughs> battles wisely. You can't be in everybody's battle. That, that makes you a busybody. The Bible speaks about busybody. I mean, don't be a busybody. Don't be in everybody's business. Mind your own business. Actually, the scripture goes so far to say, work out your own salvation. But you want to work out everybody else's salvation too. No, work out your own salvation. Yeah. So and so, you know, you go to that brother, and and then we're we're told if it that doesn't if there's no forgiveness, if if they still are speaking what they, then you take a witness or two then. Right. But you don't involve everybody in the whole church at that point, even. See, and I had a similar situation happen like that in my con- congregation, and I uh I told them what does the word says do, and we went over all these scriptures. You go to them if that don't work, take somebody with you. If that don't work, go to the pastor. And get it right. And again, and we're having all these Bible studies and all these church services, but time is going to allow you to, to use the word in your life. You're going to apply the word, either you are or you're not, because just on a day the day basis, we don't know what might happen. We don't know what situation or circumstance may arise. But you still have to walk by faith or by the word or live by what God said. Remember, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We still got to do it God's way because we're in the kingdom of God now. God has an order of doing things. And we want to come into God's family in his house and do things our way. And he says, no, it, that's why you don't get, that's why you get your results. Right, that's why you don't get the blessings yeah, you're right, looking right, for. Because you're doing it your way. And I encourage people, no, do it God's way and, and let him bless that. And I chose to do it God's way. And that, that's a scratch for all of us because we came out of the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness told us, this is what we do. They get you, get them back. Well, see, we came out of the womb wanting to do it our way. Yeah, right. You, know, you don't have to teach your kids to lie. You don't have to teach them to want to hold on to their toys and not share. You don't have to teach them any of those things. They can, they're born that way. You have to teach them to tell the truth. You have to teach them to share. You have to teach them those things because we're born out of the womb with a sinful nature right and that's why we need to get born again and when we get born again you now have to follow it up with being transformed by the renewing of your mind you need to get rid of all that stinking thinking and you can change you can choose i want to say to you again you can choose not to follow god as a christian you can choose to do it your own way but that is not what god has called us to do yeah you'll just take another lap around the wilderness 40 years a 40-day trip (laughs) <laughs> We're coming to the end of the show. You got a last word? Uh, just remember, we walk by faith, not by sight. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. All right. Guard your tongue as you speak to people today. And we'll see you again for Faith on Fire. Amen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.